Welcome back to Carol and Kay Save the USA. I'm Carol Silver here with Kay Smythe. And I got to say, I was a bit reluctant to take part in this next segment, Kay. Carol, you have no idea what I had to do to book this next interview. What? What? You texted him late at night and demanded that he give you like Alyssa Milano or Hunter Biden. And he was like, uh, no, no freaking way, Kay. Yeah, exactly. I had to horrifically bully one of my dearest friends who, I mean, like, Mark, I would say we vehemently disagree most of the time. Um, but uh, I did have to beg you to come on the show to get yourself canceled. No, I'm only joking. Aww. No, no, no. I thought we were going to talk about UFOs. Oh, yes! Yes! Didn't I tell you, Carol, that you definitely bring up the UFOs? No, Yeah, yeah, she mentioned aliens. Okay, that's all making sense. Yeah. So we're joined this evening by Mark Riddle, the president and CEO of Future Majority, a nonprofit that has had a huge influence over democratic messaging in the political elections ever since 2018, and I think for a little while before that, Mark. But uh, Mark, how are you doing? Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I'm doing great. It's a pleasure to be with the both of you and uh, appreciate your, the work you guys are doing to bring up uh, important topics for the public to talk about. Oh, thank you. Um, so, yeah, Mark, I got to tell you, like, Carol was not having it when I told her you were coming on the show this week. <laughs> However, once I told her how we met, how we bonded, I mean, I think she finally understood. And so for those of you listening at home, every single one of you knows Mark's work. There is not a person in America or maybe even the world who doesn't know of your work. And the reason I wanted to get you on the show on, on the show today was because Carol and I were definitely going to be taking uh, our work to a national platform in the coming months. And the issues we're seeing here in California tend to set trends for the rest of the U.S. So how do you think we're going to tackle this kind of crisis of homelessness across the USA, but without the caveat of making this a discussion on affordable housing? No, sure. Listen, I think the biggest thing that folks can do is tell stories. Um, and public opinion matters. And I'm calling you from the um, Commonwealth of Kentucky, where we you know, we suffer. We're a beautiful state. We have a lot of great resources here, and our, our people are wonderful. But this is the one. This is a place in the country where we suffer from a lot of poverty. Um, it's a different sort of homelessness there, but a lot of the same sort of issues. And um, you know, the reality is, is this is a huge problem across the country. We, you know, uh, one politician a long time ago said we live in two different Americas, and there's no question about that. We kind of live in three different Americas. We live in the, the elite kind of coastal Uber. Um, you know, uh, worlds of uh, people with money and, and the chattering class. We have kind of a middle class that really, you know, get up and tie their shoes and go to work every day. And then we have a lot of people in this country who need need a hand up to get by. And I don't think we've, I don't think we've done a good job telling that story. And I think we need to do more to help folks. Well, I mean, I couldn't agree more. And obviously, you know, that's one of the main platforms that Carol and I are kind of based on. Um, but Mark, you guys work mostly with pretty, pretty solid data and your research is pretty bipartisan. You know, you collect data for the federal government mostly, uh, that comes from both Democratic voters and Republican voters, if, uh, if I'm correct. Do you find that there's at least like a degree of homogeneity or similarities when it comes to the core issues that matter at home? 
homes, such as mental health, veterans, crime, social decline. You know, these are the topics that Carol and I kind of focus on at present here in California. How do we make people understand that this, it, like, that homelessness is a macro mental health issue? That people from across the country are moving to California. I mean, you say it's through storytelling, but I mean, could you give us some like specific examples, maybe, of what we can all do to make this a more uh, understood problem at home? Yeah, I think there is general bipartisan uh, understanding of the challenges that you all are highlighting. I think where the uh, dialogue breaks down and usually where it breaks down a lot of cases is how do we pay for it? Um, I've actually worked in this field some in, in, in here in Kentucky. Um, I worked for one of the largest mental health hospitals in the state for a while. I was very proud to represent them. So listen, they, they did everything they could do um, to present their case to get more, you know, funding and were very creative and, top-notch service and whatnot, there there was just very little money um, for the need, and you extrapolate that out over a whole country. I mean, this is a a huge budget issue, and I think we need to have some real talk about, you know, um, budget priorities. I'm very proud of President Biden for at least beginning a conversation about as part of the infrastructure package, there's also a healthcare component and a mental health component. Um, and he's beginning a real dialogue about how we're going to pay for this. The reality. So, so I, yeah. I have to jump we, in. We, Mark, yeah, we both got to kind of jump in here, Mark. Literally the last segment, we just talked about this. Yeah. I, I, I agree. Homelessness is a problem across the country. Agree. I agree with your, I loved your storytelling line. When is the last time you've been to Los Angeles? Oh, I spent a lot of time in Los Angeles. Yeah, that, okay. that's the way I've so, seen it. I was I so, celebrated my birthday a year ago in L.A. But, um, before the pandemic was actually my last like trip I took. But here's what I just want to kind of throw in, because we, we just touched on this in the last segment, Mark. So um, the guy who used to run um, LASA, which is one of the biggest organizations here in Los Angeles that deals with the homeless crisis. So we had a measure go through, uh, Measure Triple H, and I can't, I think it was like, 2017. Well, Los Angeles received 1.2 billion from the federal government to tackle homelessness. 60% of that was just disappeared and it still can't be accounted for. So actually our data and the data that we collect here in LA says the opposite for Los Angeles. Even though we do see in the news and we talk to people in other states where they are doing good work and they're not getting funding, the opposite is actually true here in LA. We get so much funding and it just disappears. And we've had people from Venice reach out who work very closely with the VNC. We've had people from the Valley reach out who work very closely with organizations and the government out there. And they all say the same thing. Like the money comes in and all it just goes to all the nonprofits that are run by with, like the politicians' friends. Like and we are, we are, we are a one party ruling state. We're a one party ruling state. So I, Democrats, now I don't even know if it's Democrats actually, some very, very radical liberal policies mm-hmm. got California to where we are. I, because I, I, I was once a Democrat. I was once a moderate Democrat. This isn't what we're seeing in California. And I come to Kentucky quite often too. 
and the homeless problem is entirely different. I mean, mm-hmm. we're we're living in in anarchy, the wild wild west. There there's majority of the people on our streets are drug addicts or have some massive mental mentally ill problem and our hands are tied and this is so dem, like okay, the so, Democrat party yeah. did this to California. And, so I Okay, so yeah, just to kind of build off Carol's point because I, 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 I yeah, this is like the, this is the, not what I wanted to happen today. But um, Los Angeles is a hotbed for the worst in humanity at present. Like, how do we stop? Because like what Carol's talking about is there are propositions that have been put into place by Garcetti, by Newsom, by you know Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris and Jerry Brown, you know, such as Prop Forty Seven Fifty Seven that have allowed this mental health crisis to flourish. How do we stop these? acts from being pushed in other states and enabling the kind of homelessness that we see there like i mean you guys work and run um you know you work uh building this kind of legislation what what are our options here mark well i mean there's a couple options obviously you're you're informing the public of what's going on and you know elections have consequences and and i think there's you know there's going to be elections coming up again in california I, i think you know I am not an expert in California politics. I can uh, assure you that the um, you know a lot of thought is going into how to 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 do this correctly. Um, I, I from a national level, mm-hmm. you know, this simply is a resource issue um, in a lot of cases um, on the mental health side. There's been a you know. For decades and decades, the funding has just not been available, and I'm hoping. I, but 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 did Trump work on this? Trump that, worked that on this. Okay, so I, I'm going to jump in the middle here because I, I see this from both perspectives. And firstly, I know like I would rather get it in the neck from our listeners for going soft. But here's the point that I really want to enforce. Mark brings up a really valid statement. He does work from the federal perspective. And I think it would be fair to say that prior to this administration, it was completely understandable why why California has been allowed to get away with this stuff because we were working in essentially a democratic oligarchy out here and we were working with, you know, a Republican administration. So it's probably really easy for the corruption to continue, but it's kind of a little bit disenfranchising to see now, uh, you know, we've got the Democrats in power at the federal level. This problem is getting worse. I know that one of the acts that you guys are working on is the Veterans Bill of Rights, um, but I'm not seeing that that's being introduced in California. And the Veterans Bill of Rights, if I'm correct, I mean, it's focused, um, not exclusively, but that it has a lot to do with supporting veterans who do end up becoming homeless. It just surprised me that California wasn't actually listed on the uh, Future Majority website as being one of the places that's going to introduce this bill. Um, what can we do to kind of get this stuff implemented here that would potentially lead to some, you know, more meaningful oversight like Carol and I need. And I can see Carol's brain yeah, is about to explode. I, yeah, I think so. I think, listen, we worked with uh, Richard Ojeda, mm-hmm. who served their country very honorably. And yeah, big fan. A, a, a leader in, in advocacy um, after his service um, on it. Um, we talked to a variety of states. Some states were interested, some states weren't. I think it's key to to engage locally with veterans organizations and, and, um, you know, have them talk to folks in in Sacramento about, you know, doing these sorts of uh, programs. 
Well, I think what you're doing, making you know awareness to two issues, is is the first step. And all too often, this sort of stuff just gets swept under the rug and passed on from you know one administration to the next. And I think the work that you all are doing to bring awareness to things is, is should be applauded, and and hopefully you can bring that work around the country. Well, I mean, Mark, we, uh, I know, Carol, like, I'm getting a look right now from Carol because it is, it is really, really difficult to sit here. And remember, I'm good friends with both of you. I try to be as bipartisan as possible on this issue. Obviously, as far as the funding goes, can you just tell everyone at the federal level to just stop sending California money because it's not going anywhere? I mean, it's literally not like, am I wrong, Carol? Like when like any funding that we have received has literally gone directly into people's pockets. Yeah, the, um, the, the problem's gotten worse and worse by huge percentage margins over the last five years. You can't walk down a street in L.A. safely if you're a woman anymore. Yeah, anywhere, anywhere, literally anywhere in the city. And yeah, it is. A, I mean, I think. Oh, gosh. I think if anything, what we need is like we need legal reforms. Um, We need people to start actually focusing on the mental health issue, like you said. And I think the storytelling aspect is important. But um, definitely, I think there are some glaring. I mean, if this if this conversation has shed light on anything, it's that there are some glaring areas where. Like either side, it's just. Yeah, I think there is. what I have found doing doing work around the country is there's amazing people in this field of mental health and mental health advocacy. I think um, as you're thinking through how to tell you how to tell your story, and I think having some of those experts on um, and talking to them about different applications on how we can help people either get off the street and, and have a hand up, or you know how how we tackle this challenge, I think is really important. I mean, it is, um, I found often it's easy to yell and scream. It's also, it's difficult to find solutions, um, either because of partisan politics or one party versus the other, one party rule. But when you get uh, the community engaged and involved, things can happen. As you say, you know, there's a bipartisan approach to this. And you, you might, I'm sure you know this, Mark, downtown LA is probably the hotbed of horror when it comes to drug addiction and mental health crisis in LA. The second one is Venice. Mm-hmm. We're seeing we're seeing secret service vehicles all over Venice. Does that mean someone someone big's moving in and something good is going to happen because the Venice people have lost probably the most in mm-hmm. all of this. They've lost their home values. So there's some sort of federal vehicles being seen all over Venice. Is that hope for us? I, I don't know. I, I have no idea whose vehicles that, those would be. That's very interesting. Oh. Um, I'd be curious to find out when you guys do. Oh, yeah. Well, we'll definitely have to follow up. We'll definitely have to follow up on that. And Carol, that's a great catch. Thank you for asking I, that I'm, question. I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep yeah. my comments to myself for the <laughs> sake of humanity. But Mark, look into that one because we want everyone safe. That's all I'm saying. Okay. We'll Thank be right all. back. Thank you, Mark. Carolyn K. Safety USA. Welcome back to Carol and Kay Save the USA. And I don't know what the hell just happened there. Yeah, Kay? that went I, so listen, wrong. Kay, you're, you're my friend. Mark sounds like a lovely human being. But what the f***? I mean, come on. And by the way, we've got Hunter. Is, is it Hunter Biden? There's a rumor. 
that he's in Venice. Okay, let's worry about that. Like, what, what, what is happening that there's a bipartisan approach? Why was there no mention of Kamala Harris and Prop 47? That's the question I was trying to get in, but I couldn't get in. What, what, what are her thoughts? She left her state in shambles and then took off. And let's just call it what it is. Could very well be the next president. I've, I'm, I, I, I hate to do this, but yeah, Hunter Biden once bought crack on Skid Row and has talked about it publicly. Like Hunter Biden has bought crack on Skid Row and I cannot believe that we just had to listen to a budget conversation. I'm in disbelief. There's no way to compare the homelessness as a countrywide thing. I understand there's homelessness across the country. I'm not an idiot. I get it. Okay. I understand there's poverty and there's some addicts as well in Kentucky. There is. We are the number one spot for drug addicts, homeless vagrants in the country. How can he say it's a bipartisan approach and we're a one party run state? We needed 25 minutes for that segment and I'm pissed off at my self for not even going harder. Well, I mean, in all fairness, like Mark, I mean, I did ask you not to and I regret that now. I really do. And I mean, I think that there's still time in the future to open up this, you know, to a bigger conversation. But I'm like, I just, I don't know if you can hear my voice. I'm just sad. That was just really, that really upset me. I'm really disappointed. Anyway. All right. Well, um, welcome back to Carol and Kay. Save the USA. Yeah, we're well, it's going to have uh, to be us now, isn't it? It's yeah. not like anyone else's. Yeah, we're, we're about to maybe give up on LA. I don't know. I, 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 can't, I can't even gather myself. I'm going to hit the vodka tonight and I don't even drink vodka. Okay. <laughs> you know, Kay, I had a family member say to me last night and he said it in kind of an intervention style way. He said, Carol. I think it's kind of hopeless, this whole Save LA thing. Oh my God, I couldn't agree more. And what's even more depressing is that every single week we have a new district reaching out to us, complaining about a new council person and all they're doing to destroy their neighborhoods. We've had a tidal wave of women and some men come forward to ask if we're going to discuss Nithya Rahman from District 4. That's out in the valley, mostly. So... We're okay. We're running out of happy, hopeful moments in this show today. Yeah, the happy, <laughs> rough one. The happy, hopeful moment will be when this crazy commie lady doesn't yeah. get reelected. Yeah. Okay. So Nithya Raman, she's the councilwoman in control of LA's fourth district, which includes the neighborhoods of K Town or Koreatown, Mid Wilshire, Miracle Mile, Fairfax, Hollywood, Sherman Oaks, Coenga Pass, North Hollywood, Los Feliz, Silver Lake. You know, all those super clean, safe neighborhoods where nothing bad ever happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You can't walk around any of these neighborhoods during the day or night without encountering some crazy tweaker and we always include we always have to include Mm -hmm. at least one vicious murder or attack from these neighborhoods in our weekly crime list that's not on purpose it just naturally happens in her district yeah i'm actually really glad that we're covering nithia and her platform tonight because a news story broke this weekend about a new store that the homeless have opened up in los feliz a store? Wait, most stores are suffering in pandemic times. This is good news. Oh, no, sorry. <laughs> a store meaning that the homeless have teamed up with a local street gang to ensure that all of the oh. vagrants and addicts in their neighborhood have a one-stop shop for all of their narcotics. Oh, the yeah. vagrant and gang-run encampment is being described by local residents as a distribution center for meth, heroin, crack, and all sorts oh. of other drugs and arms. The structure takes up almost a block, is tagged, and the police are being stopped from doing anything about it. This is a bipartisan issue, says Mark. We're Throw money solve at it. it. Throw money oh, okay. at it. So all in the thick of Los Feliz. And this is where the police, by the way, they have to they have to get a warrant to shut this thing down. And Nithya Raman or whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, Cricket. Cricket. 
crickets. Crickets. I guess the art, like, where's the sound effect? Um, even local ABC. <laughs> Thanks, man. Even local ABC noted that um, people who live in the neighborhood and around the encampments, they're just not holding any hope that Roman will be able to rid the community of this new community. Yeah, her little squad of 20-something-year-old uh, robots that work for her, they have these classic responses to their constituents. I've seen about eight emails, and one of them was like, listen, I wake up, I'm sick of my kids seeing naked, drug-addicted vagrants all over our sidewalks, and the response she gets from a Vermont staffer is, quote, instead of sending us pictures, it'd be very helpful if you and your neighbors decide where you want us to put your bridge housing. Bridge housing doesn't work. The same bridge oh housing gosh. that provides a roof but only starts more fires, fights, addicts lining the street. What a progressive solution that's literally never been proven to work. Yeah, check our Twitter at Carol, the letter NK, at Carol NK. Some of our last posts include pictures of the highway underpasses throughout this district. They're beauties. Yes, this is your Bernie Sanders endorsed councilwoman for District 4. And as all of you know, Carol and I are always here to support powerful women. But she seems more concerned about people knowing that she went to Harvard than actually stopping the rampant crime in her district. And we only like powerful women who aren't idiots, by yeah, the way. Just, yeah. just that little uh, footnote. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, and we, we were all set to cover this district last week. But then we end, uh, ended up driving through Paul Caretz's district. And that was such a crap show. I mean, I think... I think I heard that uh, our competitors on another on another station covered Nithya Raman last week, which makes us happy. So the neighborhood is finally starting to rise up and lose their minds, as they should. I mean, I won't even go and visit like her sort of trash pile districts anymore. But the scary thing is she also controls the areas that include the La Brea Tarpets, LACMA, Farmer's Market Grove, Griffith Park, the Hollywood sign, the Bowl, the Observatory. All the good ones. Yeah, all of the best places, like all the most famous tourist landmarks. So many tourists are going to get attacked this summer. I always tell people to check out Koreatown on any given night on um, the Citizen app and the whole place is lit up. You can literally track criminals as they beat people. People break into homes all in real time. It's better than TV. And this is yeah. all in her backyard. I mean, yeah. yeah well, yeah. and speaking of Koreatown, the, the craziest thing, I have people sending us pictures of vagrant encampments outside of preschools in Koreatown. Could you imagine right outside on the sidewalk? Isn't she a mother? And, you know, when you go to her website, the first thing she claims is that, quote, Together, we can end homelessness. When people like Nithya Raman claim to be progressive socialist and all those good things and then say stuff like, together we can end homelessness, it shows me that she's nothing more than a dumb witch vying for power through buzzword messaging and woke summer. Like, no one yeah, is yeah. ending homelessness. No one's actually ending it. No, no one. And to think people tore apart Trump for speaking in platitudes. Here we have a woman claiming she's going to end climate change and homelessness. That's a mighty mission. I mean, like, I, I'm not even going to get into the climate change of it all today because we really don't have time. There is so much more that I think we both yeah. really wanted well, to get into. And yeah, anyway, I, yeah, Carol. We'll fight about the climate change, too. That'll yeah, we'll fight one. about climate change. On one of OK, so and as all of you know, school is starting back in L.A. County. And the last time Kay and I drove past our schools, which was just about a week ago, they were awful. Drug deals out in the open, vagrants near playgrounds. So here, here it goes, folks. As you drive around over the next week, 
please send us your pictures of any schools you see having problems. We want pictures, videos from any school out there. If you want to remain anonymous, we'll keep you anonymous. Just DM our Twitter. That's at Carol and K. That's Carol, the letter N, and then K-A-Y. Or our website. You can email at us at contact at carolandk.com. We need your intel. We need your kid, like kids. We need to keep your kids safe. Babe, by the way, Carol, how's your ankle? It's swollen and throbbing because I'm pissed off. Okay, that that's gross. Swollen, throbbing, moist. Yeah, All words we should never use again. Never, I might, I might never. use moist again. Moist. <laughs> um, on that note, it's time to say goodnight. Goodnight to the brilliant man, Dr. Drew Pinsky. Your city needs you, Drew. Goodnight to the entirety of District 4. You deserve better. Goodnight to the valley, to Malibu before it burns down for the summer, to the west side oh, that's ready it. to wash away. Goodnight to our listeners in beautiful Lynchburg, Virginia. Goodnight to our friends and family we haven't met yet in Austin, Boulder, Minneapolis, Miami. Goodnight and special congratulations to my family, Janice and Jeff, who finally made it out of here. Good night, LA and SoCal. We'll step up together with or without the funding. We love you. California, California.